0: And a good Saturday morning to you, the ninth day of July. This is the time when we talk uh, cars, your vehicle, your car, your truck, your van. And if you're having some problems with it and you need to bring it in for service, but you want to know what the heck could be ailing this machine, you can call or text Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul helped. Our listeners out here on CCO for many years. We're getting close to thirty, I do believe. Dan Burns, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Denny Long. How are you?
0: I'm doing quite well, thank you. I hope you are too. I hope you and your crews and uh, had a great, uh, another busy week, I presume. Uh, people are uh, are still well. Are they taking care of their cars better than ever? Would you think, given uh, given the options lately?
1: I, th- I think that's true, and I also think that, that there is a little bit of a labor shortage in our industry, mm. and so maybe it's a little more difficult to get your car fixed when you want to, and maybe you don't have as many options. So it seems to me like, yes, people are seeming to be willing to fix their cars.
0: You know, over the years, you and I have talked about uh, being an auto technician, a mechanic if you prefer, uh, being such a good job, and, and I know it is, uh, and uh, here you are again uh, saying that maybe there's a, a shortage. Well, I guess in a lot of the trades, I mean, it's still uh, people are looking, you know, construction folks as well. They, they, they want people who are uh, uh, want to get into the business.
1: Yeah, I think that's true, Denny. I remember your son Tony thought about it for just a minute, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but – uh, has gone on to other things, but I, you know, it it it's a tremendous. I for me, it's a, I think it's a tremendous opportunity to, you know, to have a great job and to, uh, you know, nowadays the jobs come with great benefits and uh, the work is varying. It's a little different every day, so there's nothing boring about it. And in fact, uh, you know, at a day's work, I am. Watching for the clock to slow down instead of speed up because I want to get my work all done, which is really a a blessing. You know, a lot of people are sitting there watching the clock till they get to go home. Yeah. It's not like that around here at all, that's for sure.
0: Well, and you've been, that's that's quite a comment because you've been in the business a few years. How, How many years have you been in the business, Dan?
1: Well, if you count, you know, working for my dad back at the gas stations. I started when I was 13 years old, so. It's over fifty years now, and uh, but I I I, oh, I bought my first my own business my first business in nineteen eighty three, so I've been uh, self employed since nineteen
0: eighty three. All right. Well, I tell you what. There's a little bit of an introduction. If you again, uh, let's open up the phone line, which is also the text line, whatever is easier. If you want to ask you, and you don't have to be a motorhead, as we like to tell people from time to time, or a gearhead here, you can uh, you don't have to be able to work on your own vehicle. A lot of folks drive, and uh, if you have problems with that vehicle, call or text Dan. He's only going to be here for about another half hour, so don't uh, don't wait. Any kind of a uh, car care question, call it in, text it in. Here's the number for either, 651-461-9226. Uh, don't wait, as I said, 651-461-9226. We'd be glad to help you out. Um, you know we've had especially with with the cost of gasoline these days uh we've had questions as you know about uh, octane uh, which one should I use which is there something I can get away with? Maybe you could give us a little kind of a primer a a one o one on on octane uh, what what's what's the deal what what should we or should not we be doing
1: <laughs> well the you know the a question I get oftentimes Denny is will a higher octane gasoline give me better gas mileage and uh, stand alone with not with nothing else factoring into it uh, no you will not get better gas mileage um, just because of the fuel the there is no more energy in premium fuel than there is in regular uh, fuel but that being said the car nowadays is smart enough to change things and you know if if the octane is not high enough and you're getting pinging or pre-detonation going on in the car the car or, or it will it will tune the car down uh so that the engine doesn't hurt itself and by doing that you will get you will get worse gas mileage so in other words the, ra- the right answer is you need to you need to use the octane that the uh, car was designed for because you know the engineers knew what the compression was and what the designed for because you know the engineers knew what the compression was and what the air fuel mixture was and all of that sort of stuff when they designed the car and you know it's, it's designed to use a specific fuel so use the right fuel octane we all wonder uh, what that exactly is. And really what it is, And you know, put simply is how, uh, how resistant the uh, fuel is to heat. And compression creates heat. You know, every time that the piston comes up and creates uh, compression, that creates heat. And if it creates too much compression, the the fuel will self-ignite. In other words, it'll ignite before the spark plug causes it to ignite. And uh, if it pre-ignites, that's that ping. That it's, it's happening at the wrong time, and that's that knock that or ping that happens in your engine. So, uh, you know, the, the uh, octane rating is measuring how resistant it is to that heat and how resistant it is to that pre-ignition that, uh, might happen if the combustion chamber gets too hot.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, we are, Dan, getting calls and texts uh, in the show here this morning. Again, here's the number for either, 651 Let's grab a phone call here. Uh, Mary is calling in, I believe, from Elk River this morning. Um, Mary, thank you for the uh, question. What, what is your question this morning, Mary?
1: Hi. Well, I have uh, a 19 Jeep Cherokee, and from the get-go, when I would be uh, in city speed, if I had to get up to like 30 miles an hour, then slow down just a titch, and then go a little bit faster, there was a clunk that I could hear on my transmission. I had it looked at a couple of times at the dealership, and they, you know, couldn't really find anything wrong with it. Uh, couldn't recreate it, so i just kind of lived with it. Well, I bought a 22 Jeep Cherokee. Uh, my husband inherited the old one, and it does not make that clunk. So I am wondering if, if I should continue to be a little more assertive in uh, trying to get that clunk looked at in my 19 Jeep Cherokee, or if it truly is just the nature of the beast. Thank you. Yeah, I, th- I think, well, yes. Uh, yes to all of that. Yes, it might just be the nature of the beast. Sometimes it'll do that. Sometimes there's a little play in the gears and in the chains and and in the drivetrain uh, that is, you know, kind of designed into the uh, vehicle. And for the life of the vehicle, it might be just fine. However, uh, there might it might be a little excessive in your Jeep. So. My answer would be I think that you should uh, maybe take it to a dealership or maybe take it somewhere else and get a different opinion on if there's something going on with that or uh, is there something they can do about it, even if it is what the manufacturer would call normal. In other words, can it be tightened up so that it doesn't have that clunk when you go from coasting to accelerating uh, like that? And so... You know, the fact that the new one doesn't do it doesn't mean all that much because it's very well could be completely different components. So I wouldn't say that's the, you know, that's the fair comparison. But uh I would take the 2019 one in and have somebody at least take it for a test drive and, and see what their opinion is on
0: that. Yeah. Get another doctor's opinion on that one. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Mary. I'm going to alert Howard. You're going to be next after we come back from the break, so don't go away. If you have any kind of a car care question, call it in or text it in at 651-461-9226. Right now in the Twin Cities, 67 degrees. Uh, We don't have any mention of rain today, maybe tomorrow, but it's going to be a warmer day tomorrow. 85 the high today. We could get up to 91 tomorrow. Here on News Talk 830, this is WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here, along with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located exactly where, Dan?
1: Well, we are exactly at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. <clears throat> you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651- 2, 2, 8, 1, 3,
0: 1, 6. We'll get you that info before Dan leaves us, which is close to 745 or so this morning. So if you have any kind of a car care question, do not wait. Call it in or text it in at 651-461-9226. Let's grab another phone call. I think Howard, we promised Howard in St. Peter he would be next. Thanks for waiting, Howard. What's your question for Dan?
1: Yes, my tires have outer wear at 52,000 miles on a fairly new SUV, but the inside halves are like practically new. Um, I had the alignment checked. They took a picture. I don't know how accurate the picture is of the tires, and they said it was within its limits. But can the tires be removed and flipped? so that the inside will be on the outside. They can be, but I probably wouldn't recommend that. Uh, If you've got 52,000 miles on the tires, I think that you've done well. And the tires have developed a strange wear, wear pattern, the fact that if the alignment is good and if the tires are wearing on the inside like that, then I think the best solution would be to put some new tires on, and uh, it might be a little bit sooner than you want to do it, but I think if you've gotten uh, 52,000 miles out of what I'm assuming are the drive tires on the front, uh, I think you've done pretty well.
0: Yeah, 52000 is pretty good, I would think. Yeah,
1: you, you, you wish you could get that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
0: because tires, as you and I have talked to, are not cheap. Good tires are worth it, but they're not cheap. That's right. Sure. Uh, 7.26 in the morning, 67 degrees in the Twin Cities. Uh, let's see. We've got text. I want to help out some folks here, too. Uh, is it true, this texture says, Dan, that a vehicle's sway bar does not break? It's the pins that break. Well,
1: no, not complete. I would say it's uncommon for the sway bar to break, but I we have certainly replaced broken sway bar. And what they're talking about is the sway bar links, which are the part that uh, actually uh, mount the sway bar to the lower control arm. And uh, and those those sway bar links break or wear out quite commonly. That's a very common repair. So I would say most likely the vehicle needs sway bar links, but we have replaced sway bar links that have broken in the past as well.
0: Okay. Again, 651-461-9226 is the phone number. It's also the text number if that is easier for any kind of a car care question for Dan. Uh, Here's one. It says, I have a 2012 Impala, 107,000 miles on it, I was quoted $745 to change the spark plugs. I was told the manifold had to be removed to install the plugs. That comes from Wayne. I mean, I know you don't have manuals in front of you uh, for uh, that, but what what would your guess be on that?
1: Well, I'm, I'm not sure on that vehicle for sure. I, I, can't, I can't answer without looking yeah. it up. And it would be easy for you to get another uh, quote. You should get another price quote. I think that's a, that would be a great idea. But I'm not surprised if that's what it takes to replace the spark plugs. The, As we know, spark plugs don't have to be replaced very often anymore. Lots of cars you know, only recommend them every 100,000 miles or so. And so uh, they're not as readily accessible as they used to be. And sometimes it is kind of complicated to get to them uh, to be able to replace them. And a large part of the um spark or the cost of that is the spark plugs themselves Mm. they're uh you know it needs either six or eight of them on that impala and uh and the those spark plugs nowadays are pretty expensive that's how they're able to get them to last a hundred thousand miles so i would not be surprised if that's what it costs to have those replaced
0: all right very good Tell you what, we have uh, some minutes to go here in the show. If you, uh, We're going to check out that forecast for the Twin Cities here in a moment. Uh, you still have time to call in or text in your car care question for Dan Burns, 651 461 The weather is straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO. This Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue, helping you out today. Uh, Dan, we have callers, we have texters. So let's uh, see how many folks we can help out before you take your leave here in a couple of minutes or so. Uh, Bob, I think, is first up here calling in from uh, Edina. Let's see what Bob has to say. Bob, what's your question? Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I have a 2013 Ford Explorer. Yesterday I was driving and the battery light came on. Eventually the air conditioning went off. The power steering quit. Uh, and eventually the entire screens shut off into the driveway, uh, shut it off, up and start. Uh, this morning uh, it did start. I just started it and shut it off, but I'm wondering if it might be the alternator. Well, that,
1: <clears throat> I guess the first thing you should check is be sure that the drive belt excuse me, uh, be sure that the drive belt is still in place, that the alternator and the air conditioning compressor and, and the power steering are all still uh, turning. Uh, and if they are, then yes, your next step would be to or uh, check or have the alternator checked and see if it's still charging. If uh, the alternator is not charging when you go to drive it somewhere, bear in mind that as you were driving last night, things were shutting down. You can only make it so far on the battery power, so beware of that. That uh, uh, you know, if, if things were turning off already last night, you're not going to make it very far this morning on the charge that's left in the battery. So uh, you might have to get that battery charged up if you need to drive very far.
0: <laughs> I remember when uh, I was driving that old uh, Explorer that we had that you guys, that uh, Lloyd's worked on for years. And it was what kind of a belt was it? Because it just broke while I was on the 494, and uh, the no power steering. It was like it was like uh, driving some old, whatever kind of truck. What what kind of belt would you call that? That uh, it's called a,
1: Yeah, it's called the serpentine belt. Serpentine it's got, belt. It's That's got all right. those grooves in it. Uh, yeah. For driving everything.
0: Yeah. So that uh, remember that happened too. Thanks, Bob. Good luck with that. Uh, Let's get a call from Don, who is calling this morning, I believe, from Roseville, Minnesota. Don, what is your question for Dan Burns?
1: Good morning. I have a question regarding windshield wipers on a 2013 Ford Edge. It cycles on and off. Uh, Usually there's about a 20 to 25-second delay that it is off, and then it comes on, and then it repeats. Well, just because that the vintage of a car being a 2013, uh, that is the age of a vehicle where they had a, quite a bit of trouble with the, uh, the switch on the steering column, the multifunction switch. And so if I had to guess or if I was working on the car that's where I would start looking would be at that switch and and see if that's what's causing the problem um and it's relatively simple to get to it looks it looks complicated but there's just a couple covers that come off easily and you can access that switch and uh it was quite common back in that age for age our timeline where we would replace those switches
0: okay Good morning. This texter says, Dan, does using an additive to your gas really do anything to help clean the line and and or other internal parts?
1: Well, yes, it it certainly can. Uh, The, you know, like the fuel injectors, any place where there's a small orifice, those things can uh, get clogged up with debris and things and uh cleansing additives can uh, oftentimes help with that sort of stuff. So uh, bear in mind that, you know, all gasoline has some cleansing additives in there. So really what you're doing by adding an additive to your gas is just making it stronger. And sometimes that works. Uh, I would say not often, but sometimes. 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 All right.
0: Do you recommend, uh, this texter says, replacing a car battery proactively or wait until it dies? <laughs> well,
1: I'm not willing to wait till it dies because Uh-oh. that's just the way I am. So, yeah. Well, I it's never a good time. So. Yeah, and, and also know that it can be tested. I mean, we can test your battery and tell you if it's on the edge of failing or, you know, if it's not as strong as when it was new and maybe it's just barely hanging on. And with our test equipment, we can know that. So if you're wondering uh, if it's four or five or six years old, have it tested and and see what it shows.
0: Okay. Finally, a texter wants to know when, uh, maybe the manual says this, uh, when should a transmission be serviced on a 2018 Chev half-ton, 52,000 miles, does pull a trailer. Where would that information be found, do you think?
1: Well it would be in your owner's manual and make sure you look under the the section where for uh, you know for heavy duty use because if you are pulling a trailer uh, I probably would recommend doing it even more frequently yeah. than you, than your manufacturer recommends because pulling a trailer causes the fluid to get hot and uh, new fluids going to going to give you a longer life in the transmission
0: Well uh, we are just plumb out of time Dan how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's Automotive?
1: Well, come on over, Denny. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316.
0: Dan, thank you so much. Have a great week, and uh, we'll talk one week from today.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Denny.
0: You bet. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, straight ahead is Jack Farrell's wine chat here on Newstalk 830. 830-